Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Bad Dad's Film Review. Phone booth. Yes, we watched Phone Booth. Riggs, this was your choice because I think we've got a collective hard-on for Colin Farrell at the moment. Basically, yeah. yeah. Really enjoyed him in 13 Lives and I'm really wanting to see, what's it, the Banshees of... In Sharon. In Sharon. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is early, Colin, isn't it? This is early vintage. And I wanted to see... 2002 if, we were going back to. If there's hints of that promise, you know, that promise in some of his early stuff. Yeah, because there was a time when I thought that he was just like that sort of bad boy wanker. Yeah. Heartthrob. <sighs> just like didn't like him because as far as I could tell, hadn't made a film that I liked. There was a lot of sort of negative publicity yeah. around him for a long time yeah. saying kind of bad things or... It's still a bit of a prick, but probably he was fine and then came to love him. So we've gone back to early days, 2002 for Phone Booth. Yeah. Yeah. So Joel Schumacher. Starts off with him being like a sleazy PR kind of dude. Well, we get a little bit of scene setting. There's a voiceover and it talks about like mobile phones and how X million New Yorkers still use public phones. And then it talks about a specific one, public phone at 53rd and 3rd and 8th on Manhattan's west side. It's been burglarized 41 times in the last six months. It's the last of its type and it's going to be replaced with a new inverted commas kiosk style phone booth tomorrow and now we're going to meet the man who'll be the last occupant of the booth yeah yeah we do see him stew Stuart shepherd yeah um and he's got an assistant who looks like a sort of slave and he's just barking orders at him phoning around kind of hustling to get a deal for some client or other uh, some terrible rapper Eminem type proto thing big q or he's something an agent awful. isn't he yeah getting the way but, but like sleaze mm. just phoning up the tabloids to try and get a story playing one off against another he's talking on the phone and we get before facetime was even a thing mm. it's kind of that's how it is because we get little inset we get picture in picture don't we picture in picture yeah. thank you of the yeah. people that he's talking to so it's like facetime even though he's not facetiming him he's just like you say hustling through his assistant's phone yeah and it's just playing one off again right tell them that this people will do this and then tell them and i think everyone understands the game you know and when they know he's phoning they understand he's clever and conniving right because some restaurateur phones him up and he's like oh you haven't paid your bill for ages and then he suddenly like oh he convinces him that he's going to host this rapper's party there and there's going to be a bunch of celebrities it'll be good press so he's suddenly it's it's all people that have have worked Mm. with him before and don't quite trust him and it gives you a sense of who he is yeah and then we finally get to the phone booth and he takes his wedding ring off yeah it's a sleaze and as he's about to dial some guy immediately tries to deliver a pizza to him Mm. yeah and he's he won't take no for an answer and eventually look he goes you have the pizza i don't give a fuck like just you, you look like you need a meal mate and he's he's quite a big guy so he's just being sarcastic with him and and then some hookers turn up and they'd need to use the phone as well. And, yeah, well, that's um, that's a little bit later, though, isn't it? I think he's, that's he's, when he's picked, on the phone up, to he's picked up the phone at this point and so he's, he's had his conversation and it's with his girlfriend, yeah. which is Kate, Katie Holmes. Katie and he's, Holmes, he's right. talking about her being, you know, oh, well, you know. I mentioned you today, you know, I put, put your name about, you know, she's, she's a restauranteur, but clearly like a budding actress yes of some some kind and he mentions he looks across the street at the hotel and says well why don't we come down and have a chat at the hotel and <laughs> i don't think he was talking about having a chat i think i he, think he was talking about having sex with her do you think so yes jesus i never but i because yeah. i i think that's the kind of sleaze he was mm. and and he's taken off his ring and he walks 
he puts the phone down and just as he takes a step out the phone rings and this then changes his life doesn't it because he goes back and and picks it up and i it's wonder like, what would have happened if he just hadn't if it had just not much of a off. film then sure it's I, a I different film a- but would you know keith sutherland have tracked him down and done it you know Potentially not. Even Forrest Whitaker, who later turns up, well, he, might he not does be answer it, and he says, "Oh, you know, does he say straight out the gate? You know, it's isn't it strange? You, you know, ringing phones got to be answered. That's yeah. right. And then he yeah. lays into him and about he keeps you should it. have taken the pizza because it's it'll be useful. You know, you'll need the energy. You'll need the energy for yeah. what's to come. And then it's just like, what, about he's about? put down the phone. He goes, Stu, and he goes, what? Yeah. How, how do you know me? He goes, oh, I can see you. And he he says, oh, you know, if you're, I can see that you're." You're holding your head. I can see that you're hmm. this, that, and sticking the other. your finger up. Yeah, and um, oh, that's not that's very not nice. very nice. And he shoots a toy which is just outside the telephone booth to prove that look, I've actually got a, a gun. And you can actually hear him lock it, and Farrell's face just drops, and mm. then it it comes down this shot, and he realizes, wait a minute, I'm I'm under siege here in a telephone box, and I don't know where it's coming from. And it turns out there's been a spate of these type of yeah. um, situations where a sniper has has targeted mm. wealthy individuals. And he says, in doesn't he? You're you'll be people. You can't shoot. People will be all over the place. There'll be pandemonium. We go. Oh, let's see, shall we? And he mm. shoots, and nobody even notices. It's just another day in the street. Then we get the we're in a kind of sleazy part of town, I guess. And there's there's a live girls dancing topless dancers so strip clubs etc around around the neck of woods and some of the girls come over it's their call box which they use for business yeah they want him to get he's you know hogging their phone he, they he wants they're costing he's costing them time and yeah. money but he can't get off phone. he they, says oh you you know you're just filthy hookers or something and they prefer the term escorts don't they yeah and there's like a little bit of an altercation she says oh you hurt you hurt you hurt my dick hand <laughs> <laughs> It tells them to fuck off, so they go and get their pimp, who tries to calmly explain that you know he needs to find a different telephone to use. And, and Farrell just tries to pay him off because he he knows that this guy's got a, a gun and he can't leave, and he's saying get away, get away. And I I think uh, he, he's not interested, is he? In, in the well, Keith Southern says on the phone, I can get rid of him if you want. I can you know I can make this go away. Yeah, just say the word. And so he says no, and he's part. I think he passes like hundred something bucks through the door. And the guy says, you know, that'll give you a few minutes, you know, if you want, it's 500 bucks for an hour or whatever it is that he says to him. And it just starts to escalate. He goes back to his, his place of business, gets a baseball bat. Yeah. Um, he starts to smash the booth. smashes it up, yeah. yeah. And he's getting more and more violent. And, yeah, and on the other... This guy, this, can't, this guy can't be seen to, you know, take no from, from some, like, wiener guy in a phone booth. So, he's, you know, he's he can't lose face here. No. And it, it results in him getting shot, though. And they... Well, there's, it's a bit the of a, there's an altercation. He's smashing up the booth and the voice on the other end is saying, you need to make this stop. You need to make this go away. I can make this stop. And yeah. kind of there's like a bit of confusion. It's not completely clear, but does Farrell ask him to make it stop? Oh, I, I thought don't it was know. pretty clear they did. He yeah. said, yes, um, yes. And, and then he's, he's gone. He doesn't know what's happened. The guy is surprised. He's obviously knows something's up. He reaches for his back and sees blood and then he takes a few steps and hits the deck and everyone's then everyone's like oh my god you know yeah then the shit hits the fan well they the the escorts run off and 
called a police and say that Farrell's got the gun. <laughs> and they saw the, the gun. And they saw it all and, you know, he's 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 hiding it all. So Forrest Whitaker's on the scene with LAPD's finest. They cordon off the whole area, that's right, and, and Whitaker turns up. What does he say to him? It's quite an interesting scene, isn't it? Because he's, he, oh, that's right, He because he needs to stay on the phone and he says, oh, I'm talking to my psychotherapist and right. Sutherland's just laughing in the background. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he can't tell him what's what's up that's right obviously the killer is is listening to every word that he says and he's also got really good visuals and also he's planted a gun in there so it looks like well he's more devious than just shooting people and intimidating he makes him phone his wife and demands that if he doesn't tell his wife about the girlfriend he will execute him and so he's really putting him through the ringer emotionally. And Colin Fowler's really good at, you know, he looks fucking distressed. I think he was really good at portraying it. So it's not, it's not just as simple like having this guy at gunpoint. He really makes him kind of Well, this is the reason, and, isn't it? Why he's done it is that these people that have been in, they're greedy. They're, they're fucking people over. They're not who they yeah, say they should be. Yeah, it's got a pretty strange be. message, this film. And, yeah. he, he's, <laughs> and he's found out about this and then wants to, to kill them for it or at least punish them. And so, yeah, he's having to phone his wife, Kelly, is it? And tell her that he's been having an affair and that he's really sorry and that he loves her. And she's like, when she finds out the situation, I don't care, let's just get you safe. Let's. Mm. She's still into him. Yeah. That was weird as well. Yeah, so Forrest Whitaker, they do at this point believe that he is the shooter. Yeah. Because they've had eyewitnesses confirm that, you know, they saw him with a gun yeah. and, and and this guy did die. You know, it's clearly, you know, there was a, there was a murder at, you know, at large. So it's an awkward one for Colin because he can't hang up. No, and he can't, can't walk away. He, he can't, can't explain. Um, he can't put down the phone. He, but just... Forrest Whitaker, he, and he's um and ah, and he can see there's something strange about the situation. It's not until the wife turns up and says, look, this really isn't... It's Does he right. get a, He gets a, a bit on the... He's managed to get a message to her, doesn't he? I he think gets his phone. He gets his cell phone and dials so that his wife can listen to the, the other, side, the other of the, side of the court and she then is able to tell Forrest Whitaker that, you know... What's There's going somebody down? else is a shooter hostage. on the roof. Yeah. And yeah, he manages to farm the people out and slowly, slowly they start well, he to, has to He has to explain, the Fed's there as well now. Yep. He has to explain to them that there's someone above, but they can't obviously point at the windows, you know, because yeah. you give the game away, but it's like someone up there in one of those windows and he's everyone to go around door to door, you know, discreetly uh, and try and take this guy down before he fucking kills again. And they... They manage to, to kind of do that, really, don't they? They manage to get to a situation where the net starts closing in. And, well, all the time, you know, he's trying not to alert yeah. uh, Keith Sutherland on the other end. And, yeah, they do. They do track it down to a SWAT team, track it down to a rim, don't they? And yeah. they find, they find a, a corpse on the floor and a rifle but at the window. it build to a crescendo because you can hear, you know, we get shots of Farrell on the phone and he can hear people saying that they're going up. <laughs> onto the yeah. into the room and getting closer and we're just outside and you know it's building and building and building and there is a gunshot Farrell goes down they burst in the door see over the radio oh, the guy's shot and he's 
cut his own throat with a knife and you're like, I don't well, know. D- d- doesn't he first go out and Farrell comes out the telephone yeah, saying, that's when he gets shot. Take me, take me, yeah. and he gets shot. There's only rubber bullets, it Which we out. find out after they find the corpse. But they radio um, into the to Forrest Whitaker and say, you know, he's the pizza guy. He's killed it. No, but they just say, like, you, you see, like, a foot and a pile of blood yeah. or whatever and the standing knife on the floor and they say, oh, he slit his own throat before we, before we got here. And you're like, no, no man, it doesn't know. really feel right. I don't know if that's what would happen. Yeah. And and sure enough. Then he comes down on the gurney and it's pizza guy. And yeah. Like, mm. And he goes, you recognize this guy? He's like, yeah, fucking hell. So he, he actually thinks, oh, that is it. Case closed. But he ends up getting some attention from the from the hospital ambulance just on the scene. The yeah. And he takes a, a call, doesn't he? Yeah. And that, well, there's the Sutherland is just kind of like leaning at the door, isn't he? And what does he say to him? I can't remember. He, he just says like, you know, you're I'll a be prick, watching mate. you. You're a prick, mate. I'll be watching you. Yeah. That's it. He yeah. just walks off and he just walks past all the feds and all the cops with a clearly a fucking gun case. Yeah. With a, obviously holding <laughs> yeah. a, 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 rifle, a, a sniper rifle yeah. box. Yeah. But he, it's the perfect Kaiser Sose moment for him. And, and then I think it ends away. with a phone ringing and somebody else That's answering, right. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's full of anxiety again, isn't it? I mean, it, it's got for a film that's just in so shorter location, you know, smaller yeah. location. It, it, it's been able to to get that feeling of um, it's quite gripping. It does give yeah. you, it does the tension does build very well. There's Obviously, thrills. they they do keep it quite brisk runtime which yeah. is good i think wouldn't work if it you know went on and on I think. well because it's it, almost entirely in a single location as yeah. well yeah. farrell is in virtually every scene of the movie yeah. and he goes from like like entitled sleazy operative to kind of emotional oh there's a character arc with him isn't yeah. there in a sort of 90 minute movie or whatever it is well that's why i guess it was a good role for him and that's kind of what i remembered about it that he got to show off a little bit of everything he could yeah. be brash he could be vulnerable he could be a bit actiony he could be yeah yeah it was, man. it was a film i'd seen a long while before so it wasn't new to me but it's a memorable film you know it, it's did something different with that kind of genre you know mm. i mean you had speed and they did it on a bus and they've sort of done other films where it's all a race against the clock and and but this was just in a telephone box and yeah and the fact that you know it just plays on that a ringing phone needs to be answered which we can all kind of relate to if you oh hello who's that you know i always like those single location movies as well but i've got really good at not picking up my phone yeah, but the message is that you should execute yuppies. Yeah, I don't, I don't like know. people, so I'm just gonna like hold them hostage and shoot them if, and then it's no comeuppance at all. No, um, yeah, well, like, he puts his wedding ring back on, and his wife seems to totally accept him. But he's, you know, once a philanderer, I say they'll be watching him. It is weird. I think she put him onto him. You think? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Oh, okay. Well, he kind of deserved it. It was a Joel Schumacher joint. Yeah. This that, would have, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? If you'd have just seen the wife just right at the end, just go, thanks for that. <laughs> if she'd have been, if she'd have done it. Yeah. That would have it been was at one point going to be a Michael Bay joint. Mm. So they could have had way more helicopters and Imagine stuff. how many times they'd have spun around that phone booth. <laughs> yeah. And the screenwriter Larry Cohen originally pitched the concept of a film that takes place in a phone booth to Alfred Hitchcock. So it's been mm. hanging around a long while. Do you know about the financials for this, Dan? It was a budget of 13 mil. Well, I reckon it made. I'm certain it made. Certain? Really? Yeah, I'll go with that as well. It made 98 gajillion dollars. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. Do you know how many times they said the word fuck in this film? 
172. Nope. Once. No, it was 143. Riggs mm. was much closer than you. Yeah. That oh. seems a lot because it was only like 85 minutes yeah. long or something. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I yeah. did enjoy it. Yeah. Had that 90, like, because it was just coming out into the noughties. It had yeah. that kind of cheesy aesthetic. And all, you know, it's all the all the cell phones looked different, whereas now it's just a black. Well, they rectangle. weren't smartphones, were they? Yeah, they, they were, were like just... flip phones and they had yeah. the antennae and stuff like that. Yeah. It's quite, quite interesting to look at. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll look forward to seeing Farrell in, in more stuff. Yeah.